Hey, welcome back to the Single Dads Podcast. Hope you single dads are having an incredible, incredible day. Um, as you guys can see, I am filming today in my house. I am not moved in yet, but I've moved in my laptop so that I could work on the days until I'm able to finally move in. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm excited for you, brother. I appreciate that, man. So yeah. We're going to jump right into it today, guys. As uh, I think we mentioned in the last episode, um, we want to discuss community and the importance mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And it is important for uh, so many different reasons. And when it comes to parenting when it comes to uh, literally anything when you think about it like the like bring up a, a, a just about any topic and community comes into play and the importance of it why is it important what is so important about community and when you ask that question the answers are like literally limitless or infinite because it's, it's, it, it, um, like we, we promote community. That's the whole reason we built an app and we have not started back up with our support groups yet due to time and constraints. But, uh, the importance of that we understand is, is big. And everybody that's participated in our support group um, will attest to that because nobody ever showed up one time and left in a bad mood. And the reason for community is for people that are like-minded uh, or have something in common to get together and share experiences, encourage each other, um push each other talk about wins losses things that uh that they've learned from in the past mistakes and share those so other people don't necessarily have to make the same mistakes not only that people other people in the community have made and are able to share uh but you know nobody wants to make the same mistake twice and nobody wants if you can avoid any costly mistake by all means, I mean that's mass. I mean, think about that, that. That that that's massive. And depending on what those mistakes may be, um, they're it's they could be life altering, right? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And here here's the thing. There's a quote that I that I read, um, and it 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 hits on this because the opposite of community is being isolated, and so many people right now are struggling with loneliness. That's why COVID-19 was so bad. Yeah. The pandemic was, uh, is all the more reason for, for community right now. And yeah, exactly. And everybody knows (laughs) that those years where you were kept inside the house and you couldn't go out and connect with people, uh, you know, the effect it had on you. 
<laughs> we all know the effect that had on us. You were just more prone to anxiety, to depression. You felt lonely. Suicide rates started to skyrocket. It was wild, right? And so that's what isolation does for you. And this is a, such a powerful quote. Is one of my one of my good friends and one of the conquerors in the coaching group posted this. Is so on point. It says uh, he didn't quote this or he didn't write this, but he quoted it, and it says. Sin demands to have a man by himself. It withdraws him from the community. The more isolated a person is, the more destructive the power of sin will be over him. The more deeply he becomes involved in his sin, the more disastrous his isolation will be. And it's so true. When you get alone and you stay alone in isolation, it's like sin can really just be see, seen as all of these things that are trying to cripple you, whether that be anxiety, whether that be depression, self-doubt, fear, all these things that are taking life from you. And when you're isolated, it's like that thing just goes, man, goes and goes and goes and goes. And now next thing you know, you're like, dude, who am I again? Like, I don't even want to be here on this earth. And it's all a byproduct of isolation. And it's the opposite of community. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this yet or not, Scott, but have you watched the movie uh, 127 Hours? I don't believe I have, no. It's the one, okay, so James Franco is in it. And it's a true story about the man that went hiking and then he got stuck when he was hiking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I know the story. I haven't, I know the storyline. I haven't seen the movie though. Yeah, watch it. It's so gruesome, bro. So what ends up happening with this dude is he goes camping, he links up with some friends, and then they're all ready to like kind of dip, and he wants to continue on his own and do his own thing, which most people would say, ah, there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think there is nothing wrong with that, except for we got to be prepared for potential consequences, right? So this guy goes, he falls in this like rock wall. And when he falls, as he falls, a boulder comes falling down next to him or over him. And when he lands, his hand got stuck between the boulder and the rock wall. And there was no way for him to get it out. It was literally crushed. And so what ends up happening is he's there stuck for 127 hours. Like, imagine that, bro. Your hand just getting demolished by stone. And there's nowhere you can go because it's literally got you pinned there. And so this dude goes through that, right? And if you haven't seen the movie, I'm about to completely ruin it for you. It's fine because if you go Google this man's story, it's going to tell it to you anyways, right? So what he ends up having to do is he has to cut his arm off. After 127 hours, he realizes the only way I'm getting out is to completely cut my arm off. So it's pretty gruesome in the movie. It shows him break his arm. Then it shows him like literally stab into his arm and start cutting. And then it oh, shows God. like the, the nerves and it shows like he touches uh, uh. it. And it's just like this huge shock that goes into his. It's horrible, horrendous. The point of the story is that he had to cut his arm off because he went at it alone. And I was watching this movie one day after like a coaching call. And I just felt God was speaking to me. And he was like, son, if you go alone, you lose a limb but community keeps you complete because had he gone with people, say he had one more friend with him that just went with him would have been a completely different ending. That dude could have gone, got help, called an ambulance. They would have came, got him out, probably even saved his arm and he would have came out complete. 
But because he chose to go at it alone, isolated himself away from community, he had to pay a way bigger price to get free. And I think that's a powerful message, bro, where it's like, you can get free regardless, but how much do you want to lose to get that freedom? How much are you wanting to pay to get that freedom? I'll be honest, bro. I don't want to lose any more emotional, mental, spiritual limbs. Like, I'm just not about that anymore. I don't want to lose any of that. I would rather stay as complete as possible. And I know that if we got people around, especially single dads, guys, man, like divorced men lead the suicide rate. And if you're listening to this right now, you know why. Because you're experiencing some of those thoughts right now. You're experiencing some of those emotions right now. And so get into community. You got to find a community and you got to be intentional with the community you find. The community that you need is not the dudes that just want to go out drinking and partying every weekend because that's just going to leave you feeling empty at the end. You need, you need people that are going to challenge you to rise that are going to believe the best about you. Like I know for me, right? And then Scott, I'm sure like this is also true in your life, right? Where I had... I've had pockets of community, like different pockets in different seasons, where depending on that community, it dictated my uh, success in a certain area. So in fighting, when I was around the fighting community, I mean, I was a bad man. <laughs> I mean, I, I could throw down with the best of them and I was shredded. When I was in a spiritual community, I was the most spiritually sensitive when I was in a community of business owners, right? And entrepreneurs that are actually making it, I started to become more successful. When I was in a community of people that doubted themselves, that didn't pursue their passions and their goals because they felt that it was unattainable, I did not reach my goals and I did not pursue them because I had self-doubt. When I got into a community- Simplest. Yeah, simplifying it just to sum it up, it's like you are who you hang out with. And our parents were right. There, 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 they were. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's so many sayings like you know, show me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you what you think about yourself. Show me who you hang out with, and you know, I'll, I'll show you who you are in five years they, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a million different quotes and sayings, and most of them are spot on, right? And just you just gave you know three four five good examples of exactly that and who we we've had this conversation multiple times frank you and i it's like if there's someone in your life that is not adding value to it why are they in your life you know yeah. it's like you get you gotta you i mean you can say well they're family okay but if that family member is bringing you down or your spouse or your significant other even, which I know is pretty harsh to say, but if they are bringing you down and causing you to do things that you shouldn't be doing or have an attitude that is causing you to digress instead of improve and be a better person it's like don't do you or do you do you want to be with someone or mm -hmm. or some or people with that are encouraging you to do to be a the to be your best self to be a better you that challenge you that 
that push you. It's like having a good workout partner, right? Yeah. Um, that's a really good example to, I mean, when you, mm-hmm. when you have a workout partner, it's like those days you don't want to go one of, you know, the, the other ones, come on, dude, you got to go. We're going yep. And when you're working out with somebody, it's like, they'll get you to do those extra two, three reps each time. And, you know, there's, there's multiple examples I can give, but I think everyone gets the point. And that's what community is all about. And it's, it's more than just uh, being encouraged, but it's also, you know, it's a two-way street. It's not just take, take it's, you know, you encourage other people, people encourage you. And it, it, you know, it's just like, for me, like on, as you get, as you get older and more mature in life, like, you know, when you're, when you're a teenager, for example, like you think about, Oh, what am I going to get for my birthday? What am I going to get for Christmas? But as you get older, it's like giving all of a sudden it kind of flip-flops, right? You giving becomes more satisfying and, and, um, feel good. It makes me feel better to give than it does to get because Mm. to see like something that you did for someone and how it makes them feel, you know, it's like that, that makes me feel better than receiving a gift, but to give it to someone. And those are the kinds of people that you want to be in a community with, you know, that is my personal, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, no, the, in in anybody who has done anything in their lives opinion would say the exact same thing because, I mean, it's so true. And I love what you were saying. It's you want to be in the circles where there's re- like, it's a circle of reciprocity where right. everybody's bringing something. That's all friendships are, man. That's all relationships are is what are you bringing to the table for somebody? And I'm sorry if you don't agree with that. I'm sorry. You're probably very lonely and you're going to continue to be lonely because you don't want to bring anything to anyone's table. That's not how it works. Life, relationships, friendships, business. It's a potluck of value that everybody brings. And the people that like we all have, right, that one person that, you know, our friend circle is more drawn to that person. I want you if you if you have somebody like that in your life, I want you to notice and ask yourself why. They're probably bringing more value to that circle than anybody else, whether that be emotional support, whether that be encouragement, whether that be laughter, like sometimes just being able to laugh. It's it's funny you bring that up, man, because like when I think of like, like the groups, my, my group, my circles of friends that I have from high school that I still have today from college that I still had today. And then from, you know, maybe companies I've worked with or had along the, you know, throughout different seasons of life that I've collected along the way that I still uh, keep in touch with, whether it's once a year or uh, every couple of years. And yeah, everyone has those friends that when you, you know, you don't see or talk to them for three or four years, but when you do, it's like, you just spoke yesterday. Right. Yeah. And those, but, and I think most people that have circles of friends like that um, have that, that one, that one person, in fact, we, we were joking about it uh, the other day. Like there's this one guy uh, 
I'm not going to say any names, but we were talking like the most, the most skewed, like guy that's ridden the most, I guess when you, when you say like, you know, I, I mean, let me spit this out. <laughs> I'm not, get I'm, it out I'm, man i'm trying man i'm trying i'm just i'm 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 thinking and i'm laughing and at the same time i'm trying to talk but like it's it's so skewed like this we all have that that one friend or buddy that like may not make as much money as everyone else but we always wanted them around because they bring laughter they bring humor they have that that personality that we just they they make it the, a trip more fun so it's like yeah we'll we'll pay for him you know like come on hop in uh, hop on the private jet with you know everyone and pay zero dollars and we were talking about this one particular individual and we're like if if we could compare like the most skewed individual that's ridden on a private jet more times <laughs> uh based on like their income level right <laughs> uh, this one person because th this guy was was invited to everything regardless because everyone just always wanted him around and i think everyone has like a friend like that in their group that's just they they bring something yeah. uh that people just want it make that makes a trip more fun that makes an event more fun or just a get together more fun right exactly and and that's the thing that's the value that he brings right like he that's what he's bringing to the table and so for the men like right now that are listening it's like ask yourself man what what what, what do i want to bring to the table what about me is like like i've always known that i'm a natural encourager like i'm an exhorter by nature that's just me um and so I just remember, I, re I think it was like four years ago, brother, uh, on my Instagram, my personal Instagram, I put in my bio, professional encourager. <laughs> Literally, because I just had this thing in my head where I was like, I will eventually make a living encouraging people, right? And then now I get to coach people, which is similar. Now it's a little bit more structured and actual tools and principles, whatever. But it's like, that's just who I've always been. And I feel like the people who are just drawn to me the most that even if I haven't seen them in years, they're like, as soon as we hang out, they're like, man, bro, I missed you. Or they want me to go to a place with them. Like my level of encouragement has actually gotten me into rooms that I did not deserve or was qualified to be in. Like your friend, he was not qualified to be on a jet, bro. <laughs> but his level of whatever it was that he brought, whether that was joy, excitement, humor, whatever, that was his ticket in. And yep. so the value that you produce is your ticket into rooms, into, yeah. into certain communities that you're like, man, I would never think that I'd be a part of this community. And maybe I don't, I'm not at their level when it comes to X, Y, Z, but they don't want me for my X, Y, Z. It's because I bring this better than anybody else. Right. And it's powerful. It's so true. That's how you can get into communities that Maybe you're trying to disqualify yourself from, and don't do that. Don't do that. Community is everything. Community is literally everything. If you lose community, you lose yourself. Here's, here's what's interesting, brother, is that community, I feel, is directly tied to identity because depending on which community you're around, you'll start to see yourself different, which will affect your identity because it affects how you show up. And so 
find a community that you want to identify yourself as, not that you currently identify yourself as, right? But that you want to identify yourself as and ask yourself, what can I bring to the table for this community? And then go all in, serve them, love them, encourage them, support them, you know, boost them up in front of other people. I, I know one of my MMA buddies, he's like the smartest dude I know also. He literally studied like quantum physics. I don't know. He studied black holes and like the stuff that goes around the black holes in space. And every time he tried explaining it to me, I was like, I don't know what you talk about, bro. But whenever he comes around till this day and every single time he says, he says, fucking Frank, dude, every time. Because <laughs> as soon as he comes around with me and my friends, first thing I say, I'm like, y'all, this is my brother, Joe Rossi. This man can kill you, but he's also the smartest man in the entire world besides Elon Musk. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Right. But I genuinely believe that. And I just boost him. Boost him. Right. Which makes do. And I, I want to share a quick story. I'm going to try and make it quick. And this is, this is, to encourage people that are out there that may be on the fence about something and uh, whether it's like not believing in yourself or thinking that, man, if I could just get to this level, but I don't have the experience or I don't have the knowledge or someone won't give me a fair shake. There's mm -hmm. always when you really want something in life. And this is this is something that uh, I taught I taught my I, I taught myself this believe it or not, and because I found I found something at at a, at a point in my life it was after college I'd uh, been I think I had I had at least two maybe three jobs, all of which I freaking hated. Uh, sitting in a cubicle was not for Scott Fisher, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, I I wanted to be in outside sales and I wanted autonomy and I wanted freedom and I wanted to make money and I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and all of that comes with entrepreneurship but I also needed an education and I had street I had street smarts and uh, you know I I did things throughout college I was a I probably shouldn't say on the air but I, and I won't. But I, uh, anyway, I found this job, this company that had recently been acquired by this, by a British company. And it was, they were selling this technology, which at the time was, uh, like state of the art, uh, the ability to like track like company vehicles minute by minute, the speed they're going and, when you know like when they show up to jobs and we're talking about any type any business you can think of that has company vehicles was a potential client and i was like i had that empathetic mindset of if i were a business owner would i want this and how how would it help me as a business owner and that's what that was my mindset and i thought of all these ways that this technology would be so freaking amazing to have yeah. if I were a business owner with company vehicles. And because of that, because of the, I thought of it from that perspective, 
I, I had to get this job because I knew I could sell the shit out of it. Yeah. And I was just, but they, they, they required five years outside sales experience, three years of this, da, 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 everything I didn't have. And, but what I did have was, was more drive and more desire to get this job than <laughs> than I ever, ever I've never wanted anything more in my entire life. And I found out about it by eavesdropping. I was eating lunch, so, uh, like some sandwich shop nearby this company. And I went home and I, I got online and I, I learned about it. I started calling HR. I started like, I mean, for uh, I, pro- close to a month, man, I was like, I got, to, I got to know people in that, in that place just by calling and, uh, I'd even like drove around the building. Uh, I mean, I, I was like stalking. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. And I finally found out uh, when they were doing some interviews. And I put, I threw a suit on, got my resume together. Not that it was worth the shit, but, and I just showed up, man. And I acted like I had an interview. And there were two guys. <laughs> t- t- there, were, there were two guys sitting in the in, in this lobby with suits on, uh, ten plus years older than I. And uh, after they went back, there were two guys interviewing. I saw which direction they were walking down the hallway. I just hopped up and walked. Literally, just walked right by the guy and started walking down the hallway. Said, "We're we this way." <laughs> And he was just puzzled. I walked into the first room on the right, and it was this big room with this massive, massive boardroom table. <laughs> and there was a guy like kind of picking all his all his things up, like to you know they were done, done. And, and uh, I just told him basically real quickly. I said, "Guys, um, I'm going to be upfront with you. I don't have an interview scheduled, but." Here's my resume. If you give me five minutes of your time, I want to tell you why you need to give me a chance to work here. And uh, I said, first and foremost, there's not one person you have hired or one person that works here that knows more about what they're selling than I do. Ask me any question you want. And more importantly, in order to sell this, you have to go out and get in front of the decision makers. Mm-hmm. And I have proven to you today that I'm capable of doing that because I sit in front of you, the decision makers, I hope. And if you're not, you're at least a step closer, close, closer to the people that can make decisions. But let's talk about this product and why you should give me a, a fair shake at this. I don't have five years of, of experience, but I'm teachable. And I know why people will want this product. And they're like, well, tell us why. And I said, and I started just saying, well, if you if you think about it from this perspective, if you have a, and I just went blah, blah, blah. I won't go into all those details, but I sold them at that table. And then one of the guys picked up, he looked at the school I went to. He's like, oh, I went to the same school. He was, is this professor so-and-so still there? I was like, yeah. I had no idea who the guy was, but <laughs> We, we, I built rapport with the guys. I, I, I even said, look, I know everyone you uh, gets a company vehicle. I know the base salary is X. 
I'll take a less big, a lesser base salary. I'll, I'll drive my own vehicle. Just give me an opportunity to prove myself. That's all I ask. Wow. And they did. They gave me a chance. And literally six, six, I got my first sell, which it was a three to four week sales cycle. Right. That's so they, that's what they kind of figured it out to be. And I, my first seven or eight sales uh, were one call closes, like my very first time in. And there were ba- there were appointments that I set, not the uh, massive sales room of people making appointments. And I just went out and made it happen. And 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 I sold like high dollar deals too, not like these little rinky dinky three car plumbing companies or anything like that, like legit deals. And they made an example out of me six months after I started. Come on. Not only did I not only did I get a massive raise, like um like a hundred and twenty percent raise in my base salary plus commission, I got promoted to a sales manager and I was now managing a sales team of 15 people. And they said this it was on a Friday. I'll never forget it. I when I when I got this promotion. And they said, we're going to make an example out of you. Like they were Brits. We're like, we're going to make an example out of you, Mike. Go out this weekend and buy yourself. I'm not going to try a British accent because I suck at it. But uh, go out this weekend, buy yourself a car, come back on Monday, tell us what it or pick out a car, come back on Monday, tell us what it is. That's your new car. Wow. And uh, they gave me a $40,000 allowance, which this was back in two, like early 2000s. Yeah. So it was a good allowance. And then I got a, another promotion from there and I uh, went to Austin and started a sales team. Then I went out to Los Angeles and uh, took over the Los Angeles office and got it to be the number one office in the country. And I was out there for over a year. And um, But this is a guy that literally was underqualified never in a million years would they have given me a chance but i fucking made it happen because i wanted it so bad and i just tell that story not to brag or or to pat myself on the back although i am proud of the fact that it, uh, everything that took place in that whole oh, yeah you should pat yourself on the back for that but uh, but i but i i, I share the story today because it's important because I know there's a lot of people out there that are sitting there that think that they're not qualified because somebody is telling them they're not qualified, but you don't have to have five years of experience if you know what you're doing and talking about. And if you understand what you're going into, you just have to learn it and own it and go after it. And that's what I did. And, yeah. and, and sometimes it's, it comes down to perspective. It's believing in yourself and having the confidence and the balls to go and do something. But like, like I had nothing to lose, man. Nothing. Yeah. What was the worst thing that could possibly happen? They tell me to leave big freaking deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably, I probably, I probably would have come back the next day, but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. uh, I'm serious. I mean, I wanted it that bad. I wasn't going to not get it in my head. I was going to get it. Even Let if I had ha- to like take no salary at all, I would have taken no salary and just done a co- commission deal. 
Yeah. 100. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Um, what kind of community did you have around you in this season of your life? What kind of men were around you? Was it doubtful men? I, I was, I was around successful people in their own right. And I realized, but, and, and that's what, that's honestly what motivated me because every, like I hated, I hated getting a paycheck that was just enough to pay my rent and my bills and have like fuck all left over. Right. And I hated it. And I had friends that were, you know, uh, kicking back and, you know, making like friends that did like that, you know, I yeah. just graduated college a couple of years ago and, these guys didn't even go to college. So they had a, a few years head start on me in the, in the workforce. And like, these guys are freaking already making, you know, 80, 90 grand, which um, I ran laps around them once I got this job and started going, but, but I hated like making half of what they were. And uh. like, I'm like, fuck this. And I'm like, I, I just, it, it, I'm like, so to answer your question, I was around people that were doing well and it, it made me yep. want, it made me want more and want like, and I knew that I, I knew I was capable. I just had to like define what it was that I wanted. And yeah. once I found it and I wanted it bad, I, I freaking got it. And in, yeah. in life, man, like since then, like with businesses, um, that like I've, I, I could tell you multiple stories, but I won't, but the, at least today, but, uh, anytime I have really set my mind, like I want this and I want it freaking bad. I've gotten it. Yeah. I've gone and I've gotten it, whether it's been a girl or a job or to start a business. If I, if I really genuinely wanted something and I could justify like, like I I I I deserve this, and I I I should have this, and I made myself believe that, and I really believed it. I got it. Mm -hmm. And exactly. And it wasn't because I was hanging around a bunch of people that were do that were doing fuck all for a living. I mean, I was hanging around people that were successful in doing things that I wanted to be doing, yeah. but and probably couldn't. taking risks. Oh fuck yeah! Yes, see, 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 it all comes back to community. <laughs> that incredible yes. story that you just shared with everybody about how you went out there and dominated, and I love that story. That's the first story you ever told me when you were training me as a salesperson. I don't know if you remember that or not. I do remember it. Yeah, yeah. but I love that story because I mean, it's just an incredible badass story. First of all, but second of all, like that's why I was like, who were you around, bro? You're like, I was around successful people that went after what they wanted and they got it. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> right? It, that interesting. whole concept is crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's insane. So, men, anyone who's listening to this right now, like, be intentional with your community and be intentional about a community of where you want to be. It, had Scott gotten around just a bunch of people then who were making just enough to get by, not really having these crazy ambitious goals, not really taking risks. They were overqualified, but underpaid. 
maybe he wouldn't have taken that risk because there wouldn't have been this urgency in him that built up from being around that many people that are doing that. But because he was in a community of people connected to people that were probably underqualified, but they were getting overpaid because they did not go to school. They did not study. They made it happen. They took a risk. They took a chance. Then all of a sudden Scott's like, after hanging around with these fools so long, maybe I can do this too. (laughs) Why am I not doing this? If they did it, I can do it. I want what they have. And then boom, we start creating the life that we want that way. Community is so freaking powerful, brother. Do you, do you have anything to say so you can close this out? That, 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 that story along with just, just everything that we've said. And it's like, look, I'm going to speak to anyone that's listening. I don't care if you're a single dad, a single mom, or a single person, or just whoever, anybody listening to this, look around you. Look at who you talk to on the daily. Look at who you hang out with on the weekend. Look at who you hang out with after work or uh, whatever it is that you do. And who are you surrounding yourself with? And what value are they adding to your life? Ask ask yourself that that question. And if there's anybody that is not adding value, Ask yourself, why are you hanging out with them? Why are you surrounding yourself with them? Because I assure you, if they're not adding, they're taking. So community is important. (laughs) And if you're not in a community of some sort, whether it's a mastermind group or uh, if, if you're an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur, Get involved with something. Invest in yourself. If it costs a few hundred dollars a month or or whatever to be in a mastermind group that has people in it that are going to add value and give you ideas and encourage you to go after what you want, you're investing in yourself. Go fucking do it. Don't, don't sit around and say, oh, I'm waiting for this or I'm waiting for this to happen and then I'm going to invest in myself. Fuck that. That's not the attitude to have because it's not going to ever come. It's like you cannot, you will not ever get anywhere when when you have an excuse as to why. Oh, yeah, I know this will do well. I know this will. This is the answer for for me. But uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend any money on it right now because I'm not I'm not ready. You want to know why you're not ready? Because you won't invest in yourself. You're waiting. You have to be proactive. Go fucking get it. That's so good, bro. God, truer words have never been spoken. Well, they have on this podcast. They've been spoken every episode, but that is so freaking true. Here's the thing. If you're not willing to take a chance on you and invest in you, you don't deserve that blessing. I'm just saying, if you're not willing to risk it for the biscuit, (laughs) you don't deserve the biscuit. I'm just, that's how life works. God does not reward us just because we pray. God rewards us because faith plus action equals blessing. That's why the Bible says for any Christian that's listening right now, because Christians have a bad habit of doing this. I'm just going to ask God and then God's going to bring it into my life. Well, the Bible says that faith without works is dead, which means if you believe for it, but you never take a chance to get it, you'll never get it. It means you don't have faith (laughs) because if you really believe that he was going to do it, 
and you really believe that this is the solution I need for my breakthrough, for my blessing, for where I want to be, you would invest into it. That's you working the faith. And then you would experience the breakthrough. But if you're not willing to do that, don't, don't ask for the result. One of my other buddies said this this week. We'll end, we'll, we'll end on this. I'm sorry, bro, but you just got me going. Uh, one of my other buddies said this this week. He said, most people try and duplicate somebody's product, their end result, but they don't want to duplicate the process. And that's what we need to duplicate. The exactly. amount of messages I get of, man, I wish I was where that man is, where that woman is when I post testimonials, but they are not willing to submit to the process of going through that to get that. The amount of people you probably know, they're like, man, I want to make as much money. I want to travel the way that you traveled. Well, are you willing to suffer the way I suffered? Because every blessing I have came with suffering. <laughs> there was suffering that eventually got me to the blessing. There was more stress and behind the scenes, sweat, tears, blood that you, that other people never, ever, ever saw. And, but I sure as fuck did. And <laughs> yes, sir. I'm yes. saying <laughs> you got to go make it happen. Yeah, I love that. Gentlemen, single dads, I hope this episode blessed you. I know it blessed me. I know Scott's blessed by it, honestly, because this is this was such a powerful conversation. And I want to encourage you guys, be intentional about the community that you are literally investing into and receiving from, okay? Keywords, investing. 